Well, 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 well. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Monday Night Lights. It's another episode of 39 Drunk and Disorderlies. We're rocking and rolling. We're here in quarantine once again. Live from my basement studio, I'm joining you. And of course, I'll be your lovely host and story guide tonight. I'm Giant Bob. Tonight, we have a wonderful guest, Kyle Lucy. He's going to be a fantastic addition to our Drunk and Disorderlies guest viewing pleasure, I'm sure. He's got some crazy stories to tell us, and we're going to enjoy talking to him. We're going to get raw. We're going to get real. And I'd like to bring it back to some of the other hosts of my lovely show here. So let's uh, point a finger around and see if I can find him on the little... Oh, wait. There he is. There he is. Uh, Lars Classington here. So let's get Lars on. Hey, may the fourth be with you, everyone. It's good to see you. I'm uh, here uh, just above Coruscant, I believe. This is Coruscant right here. As you can see, the Death Star is being constructed, but it is not yet fully operational. Okay, for all you nerds out there, before you crucify in the context, yes, that's Endor, not Coruscant, so oh, it's okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sorry, nerds. So sorry. Good to be here. Yes. And uh, also, uh, we've got our other co-host, co-creator, Trev Ketch in the house. There's a story with a lot of little squares. Where is he? There he is. Yo, yo, yo. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. In the hood. Still, still set up in the uh, the house of creation, the house of pain. Um, and uh, very excited this week. I was a little absent last week, uh, but I, I showed up for a hot minute. And uh, you know what? I think we're going to get this thing started, get get the headgear off, rock and roll this <clears throat> son of a bitch, and ready to roll. And we're so excited to have Kyle on the show. Let's pass it back to you, Bob. All right. What's up, guys? Cheers. Let's uh, introduce Cheers, our guest. So, Kyle, come on there. Let's, let's say a little about yourself. Yo, yo. I'm a comedian and a dirtbag. I can <laughs> attest to both it. of those things. I can attest <laughs> to both of those things. Kyle's this a... should be a, a running theme with our guests on this show. So, let's roll. Yeah I, got a, I got, yeah, I got an obvious question, obviously, after the last few guests. Are there any such comedians who aren't dirtbags? Like, is there a maybe they're not funny, which is why I don't hear about them, right? Yeah, I know. I sort of wear it with a badge of honor because I can't hide it anymore. All that stuff, man. I got, <laughs> I got fake teeth here, and the more coffee I drink, these just keep getting more yellow, and the others, like the toothpaste, doesn't make it white. So it's like, I love getting drunk. I love smoking weed. I love doing drugs. Can't help it. <laughs> That's fantastic. So you're gonna blend. You're gonna blend real well into the milieu of this social scrum we're doing here. This show is totally up your creek, man. So I think so. I've been hearing about this for a while. Everyone's saying to do it. My friend Paul Thompson just did it. He's nice. Yeah, he's a great yeah. guy. So, so you're a local boy, right? You're Toronto around, living here now. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, where are you from originally? Man, I uh, we flipped houses, so. Like we've moved like a bunch of times, maybe like maybe 13 times. But like in between that, we'd always like go to the trailer. We had this like trailer or whatever. Right. And um, pretty much like a lot of my growing up was there like that. And that's where I started like drinking and partying, too. Like I, I started smoking weed and drinking at, at 12. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Where, could, could you attest well? to any of the trailer park boy? uh episodes or uh or yeah show at all? i've done shows with the, with randy and Leahy. oh no way nice. <laughs> nice. 
What? Because I do a bubbles impression. I had these huge glasses, like they were so thick. It makes your eyes huge. I got them at like a value village or something like that. And uh, they actually fucked my vision up so bad that I, I wear glasses for real now. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, so fucked up, man. Oh, I we do for our art. What we do for our art. I know, man. Like I can barely see. I have very bad vision because of these glasses. And I, I won some competition for stand-up like in 2012, like long time ago. Uh, and then part of that prize was I got to do a show with the Trailer Park Boys. So I dressed up as Bubbles when I met Randy and Leahy. So they, those guys fucking, you know, they actually party, but a lot of it's actually acting. They, they're, but, but yeah, like at our trailer park, it's all about, yeah, you wake up and you start smoking weed and then you start to get hammered at like yep. right when it starts to get dark. You started drinking when you were 12. So what grade was that? Was that eight, seven? I don't know how to do the math, bro. <laughs> like grade seven. What about yeah. you guys? Yeah, grade, grade you guys? eight is like seven or eight. When did you I start? I was 15. I was 15. 15? Trev, what about you? Yeah, yeah, like 14, 15. I was a late bloomer. I think I was like grade 12. I feel like I might have been 17 or 18. But I had had like shots, like new, like a shot of something or like champagne with my parents or something like that when I was younger. So technically yeah. I had it earlier, but not where I was getting drunk. Well, it was all about how you could get it, right? Like we had to shoulder tap in high school. Like, I don't know, is being in the trailer park, is it more readily available? We had this fucking one guy named Jason who was an absolute loser. <laughs> he was he was like 29 and he hung out with us and we were like 12 and 14. <laughs> And like, he wasn't a pedophile or anything. He just had no other friends. We're the only ones who talked to him. Wow. Where, where was this trailer park? Uh, Fenland Falls. Lockshot Falls. Fenland Falls. Yeah. Yeah. Fenland Falls. I know of this region of the world. See, yeah. most of my, see, most of my family, most of my family um, are from small towns, sort of dotted around Ontario. Yeah. Uh, the rest, other half is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and spread across the states. And they're not exactly, you know, a lot of my family are not exactly the most open-minded individuals in the world. And being basically the only cousin raised in the big city, I spent a lot of my time growing up out in the country and places like, you know, Trenton, Ontario and Belleville and Marmara and, you know, all these towns that are, that are pretty hardcore when it comes to like nothing going on except for getting drunk and getting wasted. So I pretty much got drunk and high all the time. That was pretty much just what we did as teenagers. It was like, well, yeah, okay, so... We can ride the ATVs out back and then get drunk, or we can get drunk yeah. and then ride the ATVs out back, or we can get high and then get drunk and then ride the ATV. Or some combination of getting drunk and high and riding ATVs basically turned into basically what we did like most of the time. <laughs> where, it's where, amazing how much time. I now that I think back at it, we spent drunk or high on ATVs. It's just like, like not doing anything, like drive to some place, look at nothing, get fucked up, drive back. You know. Yeah. Where's Fenland Falls? It's like probably 45 minutes like northwest of Peterborough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. About that. Yeah. It's a, it's a quaint place. The trailer park was all, honestly, yeah, like honestly, the whole part of it was getting as hammered as you can and try to fuck the weekenders. (laughs) (laughs) The weekenders are these chicks that like, they'd be visitors. 
every weekend it'd be like a different like some chick with her family would come up right and they wouldn't know that we like lived there <laughs> so we would be like oh yeah my parents have the jobs downtown and meanwhile <laughs> we've been there and like <laughs> you guys are so, like you're, you're like carnies of the trailer park i, I know man. Say, like, like fucking no, like gypsies it's awesome <laughs> yeah man like my buddy justin my buddy justin like we he would have competition with us and shit and he'd always win it's like how long you go without brushing your teeth and he'd go <laughs> he'd go like a week and he said that it, it felt like there was like i don't know how to describe it but he's like there was like bread on his teeth yeah, <laughs> yeah it feels like it feels like like fuzz like there's a layer on your teeth that's that's yeah. gross man yeah, I, I did. I've done like it, a couple days. I like, I like the picture that you're painting. You're pick, you're painting a, a nice, uh, vivid picture of this trailer park. Oh yeah, we always used to fuck around. Like we we got in trouble, like a lot of trouble. Like fucking, I because that's when I started doing graffiti and shit when I was probably 15. So we got caught doing that. We got caught like yeah, that whole thing that I I messaged you guys earlier where the uh, that guy yeah. sold us weed that was laced yeah, with Yeah, we're going to touch on that. So actually, yeah. you know what? That's the thing. Yeah. In your bios, you gave us this, a story you wanted to tell. So let's actually get into that. Let's actually get into that. So why don't you preface it with the very – start at the beginning. Yeah. Tell it the way you want to. And if we have any questions or comments, we'll jump in. For sure. And then it's funny because I read over it, and I read over it, and I actually have an interesting story very similar to it. So that's great. <laughs> you tell yours, and we'll do a Darren, share and compare. We'll have some fun with it. Let's fucking go. Okay. All yours, baby. Okay. Um, so yeah, there was this like we always try to hang out with these older kids because they, you know, they're obviously cooler at the park. And there's this one guy, my dad always told me not to hang out with them. And then uh one time he came up and he was just smoking weed. And we we were smoking weed for a couple years at the time. And so like we started smoking some of his weed. But this shit, like I, I remember all I did was one hit. And it got me fucked, like fucked. This is gonna sound crazy, but like I looked up at the sun and it was like a smiley face with blocks around. And this, it's literally the sun was going like chicky chicky mouth, chicky mouth. It was like saying that. And I'm like, ah! fucking face is melting. And then all these cops come. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And they arrest this guy, and turns out he's trying to push coke on kids to make money, this fucking guy. So he goes to jail, and they're like, what kids? And then I'm here all tweaking out, and then, you know, they <laughs> question me and shit like that. And my dad was like, he's such a badass. He pretty much, like, he talked to the cop for, like, I don't know, 15 minutes alone. And by the end, the cop was laughing like, I don't know, what about, maybe the Leafs will get him this year, some bullshit. And then the cops left. And yeah, my parents didn't even really get mad at me or anything like that because they just felt bad. Like that I got like, my parents were all like, cool, like Breaking Bad. They're like, you got bad product, boy. <laughs> all that <laughs> shit. It's pretty much it, man. Just like got really fucked up on some stuff. <laughs> and and that guy went to jail for a bit too, yo. Poor that's, guy. 
That's great because well, that but poor guy, but poor for guy. You, for Fuck you, him. That, that uh that let that let that let you off the hook and you you were obviously the the victim in that scenario how old was the other guy was it another kid or was it an adult no he was in his like 20s oh yeah and yeah how, like he, how old were you i was probably 15 i would oh, say around oh, 15. yeah this I was guy really... gets booked and the, and the kids just collateral damage tweaking out in the fucking yeah so, I was scared, bro. Like when I saw cops and shit like that, I was like, and I was like slamming like that guy, that guy who always used to get us booze and shit like that. His name, I'm not going to say his name, um, but he would like, he got me a bunch of Vex. Oh, the worst, man, Vex. You know? The only thing worse than Vex is Rev. Yes. <laughs> and it was making me so sick because it tasted like, the shit you have at the dentist to rinse your mouth, the fluoride. Yeah, and I was yeah, yeah, yeah. pounding it yeah, back. Horrifying. Horrifying. Yeah, I was like pounding it back. I had crack in my system. The sun was talking. There was cops everywhere. I'm like, this is wow, not a chill that's, time. That's a non-ideal trip for sure, man. <laughs> non that's pretty much it, man. So that is that that guy's mo, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that guy's he's slipping it into the weed so that then you get addicted and you're like, I want that shit, man. And then he's got a regular customer. Is that what he's doing? I think maybe he did it. Like I don't know. Like it was it happened very fast. Like this is all happening like within the afternoon. Right. So it's like no. you know, so I have like some insight that might be might be valuable on that kind of thing. I know one guy who was a who was a fucking coke dealer for a long time, and what he used to do is he used to recycle his bags. Like he used the same fucking storage bags for the blow over and over. And these bags got crusty because you know it's some cheap ass drug dealing motherfucker, right? Yeah. Well, at any rate, one time I went and bought a bunch of weed off the fucking guy, and he put the weed into one of these fucking bags that he used to store like you know coke in. Yeah. But a lot of fucking coke in it. Well, weed's wet, right? right? Moisture and cocaine, that's a good combination. So the cocaine liquefies a little bit and sticks to the fucking weed. Next thing you know, you're smoking Choco Pops, whether you want to or not. You don't really <laughs> want to. And that's nothing compared to the time that my buddy, this fucking punk rocker asshole we know, fucking sold him, sold him fucking uh, weed lace with PCP. Shit, yo. And we smoked that shit and then fucking got into like one of the bloodiest fist fights me and my friend have ever been in because he said something and I just fucking punched his face in and then he like fucking attacked me back with a stick and it was pretty crazy. And then we realized later that we were like tripping out like really hard and we shouldn't be for smoking like a little joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? That's just so scary. That he, feels like, he feels like laced weed is from like the seventies or eighties. It's totally not, man. It still happens today. In fact, that's one of the fentanyl problems that you're dealing with on street weed. Yeah. The thing about thing about junkie dealers, and it's one of the things I've told my friends for years. You can trust a person, but you can't trust the drugs. So someone does stupid things. You know, you think, why would you cut anything with fentanyl? Fentanyl is so expensive, but you need so little of it. If you mix it with anything else, it quadruples the sedentary effect. Yeah. I mean, it's just nuts. So assholes will put shit in your shit because they want to maximize their profits there's no other reason for it yeah and when it comes to coke and shit like that in the weed he probably wasn't even trying to get kids high on coke for the sake of coke yeah. he probably thought if he could get well, you smoking 
chocolate pops, then he could convince you to buy crack or convince you to try other things. Like, oh, yeah, that kind of buzz you had. You want that kind of buzz but better, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, because I, I never got the reason why. I was just, it all happened, and I'm like, I, cause, and I especially didn't retain information because I was fucked. I was, like, pretty, like, I, I remember just being on my deck just on a swing, like, ah! Ah! Well, like cops and shit were like taking people away. I was just swinging while my dad talked, and it was like whatever. But it's good, it's good salesmanship. It's like free samples at Costco. I know. I mean, the guy actually, looking back, he's an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah, she was saying something about the taste, but the there is there is no taste. Um, my my run in with that was um, in grade nine, like I was fifteen, and like or 14 or whatever and we just started smoking weed and we'd grown up to with cam's brother who's five years older than us and they were always doing stuff ahead of us and they were they were always, always like cool or whatever and so we were always wanted to be like them and then finally in grade nine like they, like we didn't smoke we were like when, when can we smoke with you and they're like no like we're not smoking with grade nines like fuck that and then finally at christmas they let us they're like sure like why not it was me cam McNabb, and they're like okay just preview and like they rolled up like these two little joints. We we're like, how how are two joints gonna get? There was like five of them, three of us. We did like two little rotations, and same thing like you, Cal. Like we we've been smoking weed for like a little bit, so we knew what it took to get high. We touched these little joints like once, and it was like <laughs> like yeah. everything was. We we tried to play NHL in our basement, and like. The guy, like the, the older guys were just having fun watching us and we were just like losing <laughs> our minds. Like the controls were melting in our hands. Like the one guy became the goalie and we didn't know how. Like it was just oh man. It was it was chaos. And then we realized they were like, Oh no, those those are cocoa bombs. Like you, you smoke cocoa. We we're like What? Yeah, you think for sure, <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You have thanks. no idea until you're tripping. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks guys. Oh, that's yeah, my Italian favorite. That's my money. favorite. Must have been the biggest punking ever on them. Must have been hilarious. Some some of the assholes I know, and the fact that my friends are always like this, have always have been. When it comes right down to it, often enough, the surprise factor is sort of the fun of it. Yeah. So it'll be like it'll be like happy birthday, and the guy's like, "What do you mean happy birthday?" And I'm like, "Remember that gum we chewed about 20 minutes ago?" And the guy's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "I put three drops of liquid on it." Isn't it funny? <laughs> Isn't it how fu- it's funny? The same thing. If it's done to a stranger versus a friend, it's, it's a crime. It's a felony or it's a crime. felony? Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> oh, that guy's my buddy. It's oh, okay. He's a friend of yours. You've known him for your entire life. That's fine. Go ahead. That's fine. Yeah, that's allowed. Yeah, at least at least Canada had the courtesy to wake me up on my birthday and call. He called me and he was like, "You're doing acid." And I was like, <sighs> "Okay." You guys like psychedelics or what? I've only oh, been mushrooms. Man. I like them. They're just heavy. They're crazy. Yeah. I'm a big fan of mushrooms, but I've never done crazy amounts like I've done. I had to I had to chill out. Um <laughs> I had to just basically say I got to like not not do that shit for a long time uh because of what I used to do which was too much all the time. Like lots. Acid too? Yeah, I was selling the stuff for a while. Oh shit, bro! Um, that was a long time ago, mind you. But the thing is, I spent six months doing it every day, and we were doing like—I oh. mean, I literally get up in the morning, I take a bite out of a sheet. 
and chew a wad in the corner of my mouth like it was chewing tobacco on the way to the store to buy cigarettes, right? Wow. That's badass. You're a fucking wow. animal, dude. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes we forget. Every once in a while, you remind me how fucking badass you are. Took me three months to come down. I remember the trippiest day was when I finally went out after stopping doing drugs and, and the trailers and the fucking spirals and the colors had stopped. And it stopped all of a sudden. And I freaked out so hard. I grabbed, I went to this payphone and I called my ex girlfriend and I'm like, shit is all fucked up. I am so, something's fucking totally wrong. Something's totally fucked. And she's like, what is it? And I tried to explain it. Finally, I was like, there's no like tracers, there's no colors, there's no. Then I was like, oh shit. I'm not high on drugs right now. That's the only problem. Wow. Nothing has changed. I, I'm actually sober. And I was like, oh, that scared me more than fucking being high ever did. <laughs> because it was such a shock. It was like everything was so normal. Everything was so, and I was so used to it. I was working. I was, it, nobody guessed. Nobody had any idea. I mean, people knew I was fucked up, but no one had any idea how much shit I was doing because I was going to work. I was going to school. I was doing things. People just had no idea. I was totally transparent. is the functioning cloud head. <laughs> one of Kyle, one of our past episodes, uh, Bob talked about the largest drug deal he's ever been involved in, and it involved was it five thousand hits or fifty thousand? Five thousand. It was five thousand hits of Jesus. acid. That the lady, five books. The late the girl that sold it to him made them into math textbooks. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, explain. You could do that? I forget what episode it is, but there's a whole so, episode about this. Yeah, essentially the connection we had, she she found a way to get them across the border by dipping or soaking certain sheets um inside the math book. So there'd be pictures, right? You know, you goes about like there'd be these little jokes in those stupid little cartoons and stuff. Yeah. Well, she she she'd blotter those pages. And wow. Then just, so what you'd, what you'd get from her was the books, like, you know, a, a duffel bag full of math textbooks. And I know what some you of mean. Them, and some of the pages are what you need. So then you get the key, the key guard. After you pay, you get the pages to cut out. So she would do texture. It would be a weird exchange. But anyway, the point is, when it goes down, you end up having a bunch of math books, and you cut the certain pages out. And she'd cover the other pages in a light coating of rubber cement so that it wouldn't bleed out. Oh, but my you wouldn't God. See it. it was a pretty complicated thing. But at the same time, when you're dealing with quantities of drugs that send you to prison for life, it's like, well, yeah, okay. I can see you being cautious. That's record, crazy, that, dude. For the record, all of this, uh, if anyone's listening, is just alleged. All of this is allegedly some of these stories, we like to ham it up a little bit. <laughs> this is, this is fiction and fun and fantastic. But I, yeah, the thing is, it's pretty crazy because you know what? No one questions math textbooks. You know what I mean? Wow, is, that's blowing my mind right now. That's I like question math textbooks all the time. Needless and the thing is, they're off year. They're off year. So she bought them like two years after they were issued. So they weren't even like modern, the textbooks for that school year. Yeah. So I was like, and so the whole thing was, oh, we're shipping these to kids for, you know, uh, in Africa who need educations or something. And that was the, that was how we got them around. It was just like, yeah, yeah. I work for a charity and I'm just collecting old textbooks for fucking underprivileged children. All of a sudden, Bob and all his high school buddies are math wizards. <laughs> where's, where's Bob and Ricky right now? I think they're doing math. 
in the base. Why do they yeah, all have math? They love textbook. the math. Yeah, you see, no, it's really funny actually because you see four of us in a back room, like with exacto knives, going through the key code for the pages and then cutting certain pages out of the math textbooks and then treating them like wow. they're solid gold. We want to use tweezers, right? You don't want to touch them because it should go through your fingertips, right? Yeah. Man, that shit shows you the truth. It would have been an extra awesome layer if for you to figure it out, you had to figure out a math equation. <laughs> yeah, but she knew we were fucking drug addicts. She wasn't actually testing her intelligence. She was trying to tell uh, us drugs. We've got an audience chat question from Sheps here. He asked, how much, is, uh, how much was all that math worth? Well, I'll give you an equation for that. A single hit is on the street value is $5. A sheet is 100 hits. A book is 100 sheets. So, there's your answer. You do the math. Wow. Nice. Love That's it. fucking crazy. Well, yeah, I ended up I ended up sleeping with some guy and his wife in the hotel waiting for <laughs> the plot thickens. Because <laughs> I was already tricked out at the time. And I was waiting for her to show up, and I knew she was coming. So I took the bus to Niagara Falls to meet this woman. And she didn't show up on time. She never did. She's like, she'd give you a couple days, so you'd have to go and hang out, right? And then she'd show up, and it'd be weird. So she's – because she was weird, super weird. <clears throat> and I ended up getting picked up by this woman in the casino on the on the hotel floor. And it turned out that the reason she was picking me up is because her husband and her were swingers, and they wanted, like, to add some spice to their life. <laughs> and rather than being weirded out by it, I was so intrigued that I just like went for it. I was like, yeah, let's do this thing. Sure. Why not? So like this like scrawny little like accountant business guy and his wife, you know, got like the total treatment. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm not a man. What was of that story a couple of weeks ago for the orgy story? Jesus. I it's it wasn't pertinent. It wasn't an orgy. It was you know it was a an intimate moment between a family and me. <laughs> you could bill yourself a marriage counselor. I thought I was. <laughs> Tell some guy telling some guy to stay in his chair. Stay in your chair. <laughs> <laughs> now you watch what I'm doing. Stay in your chair. Yeah, it was awesome. Did you cuck him? That's what they wanted. Yeah, it was fun times. Oh my god, bro! I fucked a couple uh, married chicks, and uh, but that's I've never actually. That's not true. Some of them <laughs> was an affair, but most of them, most of them was like uh, like the guy liked it. The guy liked knowing that his wife was a whore. He liked it. I made Crazy. his life better, huh? Rich yeah, I knew a woman. I used to work with a woman at the, on one of the booze cans, and she was um, uh, she swung for the other team. She was a lesbian and had a lot of success with the women. And we actually used to trade women occasionally as, like, I don't know, a proof of masculinity wow. thing. Wow. So she fucked one of my ex-girlfriends, and, and I heard about it, and she came up to me like like any honest dude would. She was like, yo, I, I, uh, I fucked your girl. And I started laughing so hard 
laughing so hard because I had stolen this chick from this coke dealer that I knew and she was not really a good girlfriend and she was kind of a whore and I knew that shit and I was like meh and I'm like listen <laughs> if like my awesome lesbian friend is is like t-boning her with a 40 inch fucking rubber cock I think it's actually kind of like revenge for me so that's perfect like you just carry on you know what I mean like yeah <laughs> I have no problem with that whatsoever my manliness my manliness is not hurt in the slightest by you taking that from me take it away that's so fucking funny, man. So you, man, that acid shit though. Have what? Have, have you ever like seen something crazy when oh, you take times. a bite of the paper? Like, yeah. what? oh man, oh dude, <laughs> you get so used to seeing weird things. Like, I stopped looking people in the eye, and I yeah. still have a problem doing it to this day <laughs> because people's eyeballs used to crawl. Yo. So all my friends and everyone I knew wore sunglasses for a reason. Because if you looked at each other in the eye for too long, an eyeball would go and just kind of move. Oh, my God. Around your face. And for a while, I was convinced <laughs> that eyeballs had an independent life outside of the human body. Like they did their own <laughs> at night and stuff. Like they are just crawling around. <laughs> so like I said, it wasn't the, wasn't the, cra- it wasn't the most, most honest and normal time of my life. I was pretty bent. That'd be great. Imagine eyes were independent, like they were separate species, and our eyeballs just inhabited those that's part of our body. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like a it's symbiosis, right? Yeah, that'll think blow your about mind. It. Don't think about it for too long. But I'll tell you this, gentlemen, my eyeballs would be up a couple of skirts. Let me tell you. Let me tell fun, you. Fun fun fact, uh, Trev and Bob about Kyle Lucy. One of the first times I ever met Kyle, we were doing a show. I think I was I feel like maybe I was hosting it and you headlined it, or maybe the opposite out at Greenleaf Greenleaf um Vapor Lounge, which yeah. is a, va- a vape lounge in uh, Brampton. And on the way back, uh, we're, I was coming back in the city and I had driven out there. So uh, I gave Kyle a lift. And on the way home, I was like, uh, oh, where, where do you want me to drop you off? And he's, he gave me the address and he's like, uh, it was these townhomes. And he's like, yeah, I'm having sex with some, I've been having sex with some cougar here for a while. <laughs> dropped you off at like midnight to this you were like yeah there's this cougar over here that yeah she's like i think you were like yeah she's like she's like 50 you were like so <laughs> you were so proud of it and i was proud of you in that moment too I don't no know. she was in her she was 39 well, i know like, who you're talking about you i know who you're talking about she's an ex-stripper oh boy yeah they're she's an ex-stripper they're just, they're just not stripping right now yeah exactly but man i gotta tell you this shit this is fucking funny it's mean but it's funny but she is also i shouldn't say because then it would narrow it down so much (laughs) yeah don't say as general be as general as possible okay she's all she's trying to do stand-up comedy right and then i was like okay well do it you know what i mean and then she goes Oh, this one guy said, I don't know how to perform. She goes like that. I'm like, okay. And then she goes, check this out. She turns like all the lights off and she gives me a lap dance. Now we're still talking about comedy here. (laughs) She gives me a lap dance and then she gets up off me and she's like, didn't I say I know how to perform? I was like, what the fuck? What does that got to do with telling jokes? Try that at a comedy club. I dare you. Just, just watch like, them just for laughs uh, 
episodes. See what see what you think. That's fantastic. Like that's there. fantastic. That's it made me laugh, but I couldn't really laugh. But yeah, that's the girl. You dropped me. Let me hand someone a wet nap, and you're like, "That's that's great. Thank you very much. That's fantastic." Now when we now when we hear about a, the the female comic in the city who does a lap dance like as part of her routine, we're like, "Well, there it is. We know who that is." I might, yeah, add a lap dance. I might add a lap dance into my routine. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, Lars, what you got to do is you just got to hand out vouchers and tell people I'll come and give them a shiatsu massage, just like Steven Seagal. Right. Because <laughs> Steven Seagal's right claim to shiatsu massage was basically that he grabbed a lot of titties and was like, yeah, I'm really good at shiatsu massage. Yo. I got to, uh, right now, it's just got to be over Zoom or, uh, or we got to all open OnlyFans accounts. We're all we got. We all got to become cam girls right now. Funny story. Man, how what I would do. Here's some titty. You want some titty? Woo! <laughs> what I would do Sorry. for a pair of tits, gentlemen. Oh yeah, we should get some okay. screenshot of like tits, but they're not tits. You know, they're just a close up of a door or something, a wood grain door or whatever. See, I do might you know actually nice do that. Kyle, do you know what's nice about being a giant fat guy? You got your own tits to worry about. You never need to think about it twice. <laughs> you heard it here fo- first, folks. You heard it here, you heard it here first. <laughs> Funny story how Kyle. Bobby likes his own tits. How Kyle like, and I know each other. He, um, he, Lars and I, pre COVID, we would be on the way to the gym and uh, we ran into Kyle, who was a neighborhood in uh, Riverside, Lisa, uh, uh, down here in Toronto. But, hang on um, a second, Trev. I have to jump in there. I really never, ever want that to be a thing. Let's never say pre-COVID ever again. Because <laughs> no, but, if we start measuring our life like B, C, A, D, pre-COVID, I think I'll go fucking crazy, okay? I just – anyway, I love you, buddy, but carry on. The pro- I think the, we're already there, so – The proper term yeah, – We should kill those people. That's not all term, right. Crazy. Proper term is B, C, before COVID. We're living, we're living in like year zero right now. And then when this, when like this year's 2020 is over, then it's one AC after. I like to personally, I like to measure things um, a little bit in the head. Like I, I like to be preemptive, like, you know, before Trump's second term, after Trump's second term. Right. But Trump, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Speaking, uh, speaking of Trump, we should uh, we do have a U.S. rep uh, on the uh, on the horn here. I'm going to bring him in. Um, he's also yeah. Where's where's our where's our where's our New York eyes in the sky? He's also my brother. He's our New York correspondent. Uh, he also wrote the theme song to Thirty Nine Drunken Disorderlies. For you have heard the uh, the stingers. What up, Bumpus Ballfields, aka Chris Larson? How are you? May the force be with you. <laughs> All is yeah, well. Man. All is well. Not only, you know, not only did I write your theme, but I but I wrote the Rangers theme as well. Or I performed, I recorded. And and tonight I position myself so behind me you can you can see the garden if you're if you're looking. Yeah, I can. That's the garden. That's the garden out the window there. That's Madison Square Garden, Kyle. That's holy that's, shit, really, eh? Yeah. 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 I nice. felt my that's out my studio window here. And Badass, so, dude. so what, what he was explaining, my brother's a musician and lives, lives in New York. And he, um, way back in the day, in, in the, the in arena song that comes on when the Rangers score, like their little like anthem. I don't know how, how 
you could probably say how it goes. goes it goes, let's let's go Rangers. Let's go Rangers. Whoa. You can you can look it up. It's on YouTube. It's called Slapshot. Nice. But you nice. only it only gets played in the in the arena when they cut to commercial, but it's the it's the goal song, you know, and in any any league any league anthem C D, it's the that's the song that's on it. Unfortunately, sure. it's been there for twenty five years, but I just got paid the first year. And the first year was was similar to this one where the actual, the season didn't begin. That was the season that didn't begin until March. So we actually. Is that because of the strike? They, yeah, they won, they won the cup in 94. And then we didn't release the song until like January or February of, of 95 because there was no hockey season. So like that was the season they gave me tickets. So there were eight games. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So, so you know. close. So close. And, and the funny part, the funny part is if you look it up online every now and then, they they sort of accuse the song of being the reason that the Rangers are not winning, but the song doesn't get played if the Rangers don't score. So it's like it's not, you know. It's it's not really a bar a bar to score. You have to score for the song to be played. They never play the song before a goal is scored. So that's right, right, no. right. It's not really a metric by which you can gauge how much they're scoring because unless they score, you never hear it. You never you never hear it. But so I do. Pretty much, if you're gonna if you're gonna blame that, it's like you could also say because we painted the seats blue, the Rangers never win. Right, right, right. It's the same basic metric because there's no there's absolutely no value to that statement. It's that you can't you can't use that for math. It's like it because something makes, didn't happen. It just are makes you, the fans it makes the fans feel good. That's all. Are you, you know, juggling those like those metal balls in your hands? Is that what you're doing? Uh, <laughs> like, like uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. They're jade, actually, though, not metal. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm doing David Bowie in Labyrinth. Right. You know the babe. You remind me of Dave. <laughs> Dude, you got to do a ransom video, man. Just send a random ransom video of you juggling those balls and just say, if you ever want to see the little girl again, you'll give me the money and keep quiet. Just send it to any address randomly. <laughs> nice. Well, send a box that? with a finger. And it yeah. doesn't matter whose finger, it doesn't matter to where. And You're our leader. What's the New York update today? What's the word on the street? Uh, word of the street is that uh, things are starting to open up and they're, they're looking at a lifting the pause on the 15th, but there's many reasons to believe that that's a bad idea, you know, but Como seems to have a strategy. And if they do it properly, if opening up means that you start, you know, with stocking shelves and preparation, then we may be okay, but even the amount of people out in parks and stuff, I mean, we're now looking at, what are the, you know, two, what were they saying? 200,000 fucking people by June 1st. You know, like the numbers, like this is not, we didn't do everything that we did to stop this. We did everything that we did to slow it down, but the numbers are still looking like, you know, 3,000 people infected a day for the month of May. Right, but but you know, again, infected a day translates to what in fatalities, though. Well, fatalities matter, but they don't matter. You know, I mean, it's fatalities will always go up, but it's they're not worried about society. They are worried about society dying, but it still requires the servicing 
of those people as you get sick. You yeah, know, do you, you know, and herd immunity is only going to happen when seven people you know have been sick. That's right. You know, it's like it's seven, wow. it's seven, it's seven out of 10 or there's no herd mentality or, you know, immunity. immunity. Basically, that's basically true. 86, 5% of the population, yeah. something in that range or whatever. It's, yeah, it's it's pretty be, and it, again, it depends on the virulence or, or the or the cross tolerance. But yes, absolutely, that's but true. But that has to be. But that has to be someone that's either been vaccinated or someone that's had it and recovered from it. You know, I mean, what is that going to do? I don't know what it's going to do, but statistically, what it means is that there is twenty five coffins on every street in Manhattan. That's what it means. There's twenty five yeah. funerals going on like well right uh, to, that today. again that depends too and the, uh, whether the virulency rate remains at the, st the standard predicted model but that's no, the problem no, with a lot no, no, of variations no no no, here, no, no. Right? that's not that's not predictive that's that's today today so, there are 20 is, yes. there are 25 coffins on every street in new york city today right yes, yes. As I, I, yes sorry yes you know. okay that's fine yes now that's you know true. dead dead aside is yes that's a tragedy you know, and, and terrible. We don't want that. But it what it will be is a continued suppression of the economy, you know, just of people moving, moving around. They're, they're not sure whether getting sick once is enough, you know, so that you're, you are susceptible to getting it again. And that's just going to keep right. everything, and, you know, and, and look, so what we hope we open back up. Could you imagine if your job stopped on a Friday? didn't operate for two months and then you go back and so everybody showing up is going to be all stressed the fuck out but nothing works because it's been two months since anything worked you don't have any tape for your register you don't fucking have any toilet paper in your bathroom you don't have fucking you know packages for fries it's like the whole nothing has happened it's not like they kept stocking up the shelves here it's like when they open it back up again they got to deal with what it's been like for three months to not have anything. Like even, even mitigation for stuff that I do for soundproofing and stuff is already on six month back order. So even when people want to reconfigure their office space and put up plexiglass walls, try and order a plexiglass wall for an office right now. It's yeah, six seriously. months before you can Good get luck. one. You know, so that yeah, means a friend of mine installs the sneeze guard shield walls right. at, the, at the subways. Subway okay. restaurants. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they have, they had to stop work on 200 and something sites or whatever because they basically didn't have any plexiglass left. Yeah, no, they're, they, you know, and they, and they haven't even started to fit these places out yet. You know, I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be a level of social intelligence that's required. You need to know who your friends are and who their friends are. You know, you need to know that one in seven of every person that you know knows seven people that they know that are also immune to it. You know, it's like, yep. otherwise you just don't know. And, and, you know, there's just, we're getting weird things happening here where people are, people are getting sick with other, other conditions, but they're discovering they're related. You know, yep. it's, it's getting into heart tissue and it's, it's causing, you know, Weird kidney rash, re, yeah, kidney feel, failure, weird rashes, like all you know, all kinds of crazy shit going on. You know, it's like emergency room doctors here who you know Thanks, guys that China. are yeah, Thanks. <laughs> emergency doctors like Jared, you know, or you know doctors for they've told them don't don't even bother coming in because we're not treating anything 
except for people that come in that exhibit COVID, you know, symptoms. That's it. And they're, and they're like, and, and a good many doctors that are in an emergency, that's not their forte. So they're not, they're not even asking them to come in. So there's, you know, there are shifts of doctors and nurses that are not working. And there is portions of hospitals that are, that are empty because they can't, they can't bring you in with your broken leg through, through the building that everybody is sick. So, wow. so there's also a bunch of people kind of sitting around going, we want to help, but we're not qualified to help and they can't use our services. You know, that's why they had to set up extra field hospitals here. The field hospitals were to take emergency cases for the, you know, all the crazy shit that happened to people, you know, stabbing themselves in the hand, trying to take the pit out of an avocado and they need stitches. You can't get stitches in any hospital in New York City. You have to go to some fucking boat in the fucking Hudson River you know, that the Navy sent us to get stitches in your hand because they just can't take a risk of, you know, contamination. I mean, it's, it's nuts. The streets are empty, but, but apparently all the 18 wheelers parked outside of the hospital are full, you know, like it's, you know, so, you know, and this has been this week's episode of good news from New York city. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's called, you know, and Uh, alive from New York city. Yeah. It's Monday night (laughs) live from New York city. I, I bring this, I bring this up only because if you're somewhere where the cases are not high, that's, that's just till next week. That's not, that's nothing special. It's like, look anywhere around the world where this has happened, and there is nowhere that, that shut it, with the exception of a Korea or somewhere like that, like, if you're not being tracked right now. So that means when you fuck off out of your house and you contact someone at the dog park or at your local 7-Eleven or wherever you're going, the assumption is I'm okay, they're okay. But the numbers around the world are not... I was only picking up best next to the look, beer store. That's different. Look, I'm, I'm, as, I'm out every day. So, like, it's like I'm probably then a super carrier. You know, it's like I am. The reason I'm not getting sick is because I'm the guy that's making everybody else sick. But there's nowhere in the world where numbers have been low, that the numbers didn't all of a sudden get incredibly high, and it takes about a month before you start to see those numbers. So right. you just, That's you true. have to be, you have to be very aware. We're not going to see, let everybody out in May and June, July 4th, you're going to start to see the ramifications of everybody that was running around in May. You I know, like that so, prediction, July 4th. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, we are trying to open up, you know, like Memorial Day. How the fuck are we going to keep everybody in on May 2-4 weekend? You, know, you can't go barbecue and you can't, you can't get outside, you, you know. You can't hang out with your friends. And of course, the tendency, as soon as you're hanging out with people, you begin to lean in. You know, you're getting free, closer to everybody. But. Part of the bailout and relief is free Zorbs for everyone. Everyone just gets their own Zorb. They go around in a bubble. We can all party together in bubbles. Yeah, no, they should be giving that shit out. Look, every company that has something to, to give away, fashion companies, everything, they should be giving shit away. You know, like I said to you, this afternoon, or you know, or when I the last time I talked to you, it's like it, it should just be if you got if you got a warehouse full of T-shirts, give your product away at this point, because nobody has practiced for six months with zero income. How do you run a business? Nobody said, hey, we're going to open up a business and keep all the lights <laughs> yeah. turned on and everything working, but for six months we're not accepting money. Um, like, uh-huh. you know. 
this podcast has a brilliant track record of operating <laughs> income. So, right, uh, right. We are proving the model. We're going strong. We are still going strong. I was going to say, since all of us make a grand total of absolutely fuck off doing this, we are ahead of the curve, in fact. Yeah, no, no. You should be putting books out. You should be doing speeches at, at, at empty holiday inns. You know, it's That's like, right. We, uh, <laughs> right next to the science fi conviction, convention or the fucking, you know, Nambla meetings down the hall or something. Uh-huh. Speaking Chapter of one, don't eat all day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we are working on some new things. We're going to have some uh, subscription models for our super fans. Maybe some merch coming out pretty soon. Maybe some, I feel like some courses from Bob. Bob, I feel like you could put together a, like maybe a course on like fucked up things that bouncers should know. Like, 39 oh, yeah. crazy fucking ways to defend yourself at a bar or we can do we can also do we can also do a cooking show i think we should do a cooking oh. show everyone i think also we should have fans request recipes that i should try to make because i'll fuck them up and it'll be funny well legal can't you offer legal advice i mean 39 drunken of course disorders i can, you must, I can you offer legal advice if you want legal advice you just let me know i am yeah. i'm right there for you you know isn't one eight one eight hundred copper, isn't that like you know, like old law enforcement that tells you how to get out of tickets? Yeah, yeah, ex copper, ex copper, ex copper. Yeah, yeah. You just have Absolutely. To start, you have to put I'm the not word law to... enforcement, but I can teach you how to bullshit your way out of a small charge. That's for sure. No, <laughs> no, me too. You just have to put the word legal in quotation marks. Right. Legal yeah. advice. How to navigate the legal system? Yeah, yeah. You know, legal. Best, best thing a judge. Best thing a judge ever said to me was there's no such thing as guilty with an explanation. And I took the fifth. So if you don't know anyone that's ever taken the fifth, I've taken the fifth. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that was, yeah, that was, you said, I'm sorry. Anyone who's ever been busted you know. on the TTC bylaw knows that there is no such thing as like a fair trial with the TTC because every one of the laws you can possibly break, except for the criminal code, which will be arrested and taken to real court for our violation of a posted sign and violation of a posted sign implies that you should have read it. You could have read it. You didn't. So it's your fault. Hence it's the only court in Canada where you arrive guilty and have to plead circumstances to get a lesser fine. You're always going to pay something, but it's the only court in Canada where you are basically assumed guilty on arrival. Well, that's it. Yeah. If you if you get yourself a court, if they if you cannot afford an attorney and they appoint you one, you will lose and you will be charged the exact amount that it costs for that attorney. So yeah. you can pay for the attorney and win, or you can have an appointed attorney given to you and you will lose, and then you'll be on the hook for whatever the legal fees were for that court appointed attorney. Well, and what's fantastic yeah, about the TTC? I mean, I've had this. I got I got a great one. I mean, I got my presto card didn't work and I ended up getting like a $450 fucking fine or some shit. So I went to the court obviously and I pleaded poor because I knew mm-hmm. I was guilty right away. So I just basically said to the lady, I'm like, I know you're going to say I'm guilty That's right away. Despite the fact that I was blind, didn't see the sign, thought I tapped on total communication, probably a mechanical malfunction on your part. And I still came here. So let me Man, tell you, bro. I'm just broke. So what do you want? Do you want blood from a stone? Yeah. I just took another day off work to come here to try and sort this shit out. And she dropped it from 450 to 50. 
Bro, I've been fined by the TTC and it's fucking brutal, man. And you know what? They're they're like profiling. It was so fucked up, man. Like I remember, it. dude. They were like, uh, <laughs> they were crazy. <laughs> no, no. They pulled me over, and I was like wearing a suit, and they were like, "Well, we see how well you're dressed." And then they didn't even get mad at me. <laughs> and they said like, if I was like dressed a little bit like more tarnished, they said, you know, I don't know. I felt like they just gave me a pass. I got no pass, none whatsoever. I got raked over the coals. They gave me the biggest ticket they could for no particular reason and were just totally, totally whack about it. It was insane. It was insane. Yeah, I, the prosecutor I, but also the when he got it was one of the craziest places, one of the few government officers I've ever seen, where they have like a fully functioning credit card machine, cash machine. They'll take cash, credit, debit, check, gold, I don't know, your firstborn. Whatever it is, they're ready to take it. Like they got the payment options open, you know. You ever tried to pay a fine? You got to like mail things in and stuff. Not with GTC, man. You walk up and like scan your thumbprint, and they'll charge you. They know exactly what's up. Isn't it really trippy with the the TTC now? Like you have to like print a fucking com computer chip. You see that? Yeah. You gotta scan the computer chip. My buddy designed those. Uh, the fucking not the computer chip, but the the, the, the QR, you got a QR code, the yeah, QR or something code. like that. Uh, but unfortunately, he yeah, he passed away. He died uh, a couple of years ago in a car accident. But yeah, me and him were pretty close. He always used to like come into my room just in his underwear and stuff like that. <laughs> that was your friend that passed away. Yeah, uh, yeah. Why? What? Very nice of you to to bring him in on your on today's discussion. What do you mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Just gotta keep yeah. the memory alive. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. Like, or, or, or we've just figured out the piece of equipment that's required for paranormal discovery. It's why. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's the, it's the Zoom anus cam. <laughs> I haven't seen him in like five years. <laughs> yeah. Well, at any rate, um, what time is it, Lars? I. 8.58. Oh, there he is. We lost Trev for a minute. Um, yeah. Yeah, there he is. He's back on. And we're back. Uh, yeah, there he is. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I, I, I have a couple quick questions before we, um, before we lose uh, Kyle or before we shut her down here. Um, and I, I like to do this for comparison. Also, on behalf of the sound guy, uh, our New York City um, – Correspondent, we gotta lose those balls. It's driving me crazy. And, and yeah. like, oh, really? You clack, can... clickety clack. Yeah, we hear you. Yeah. Oh, do you really? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Drop my balls. Right. There you go. Put your balls down. Balls. Um, trying to break your mental balls. So, usually in Bob's stories, he always talks about um, like the amount he's consumed. So I'm interested in some of your stories. I don't know if there's specific instances where you can think of like how many beers consumed or shots or like oh, bottles yeah. of whatever, like tell, let's get yeah. back to some of those stories. I know that there's been, I'm just going to close my door. There's yeah. the uh, highest, highest I've been. And there's also the drunkest I've been. Um, both are pretty quick. The highest was uh, a lot of acid, and uh, 
fucking i remember the like you know when you look at an apartment building it's like there's a balcony like you just see if you see an apartment building you just see all these little balconies right the balconies combined together and turned into fucking spiders crawling up the building or some oh, yeah. shit like that the metal bars oh for yeah. sure dude dude I and i was i was looking at the cn tower yeah i was like looking at the cn tower i was like no i was like just you just see this guy downtown freaking out but the drunkest i've been man was a you, you ever get those bottles of wine that are 1.5 liter like the jugs yeah so i did that like four beers and two shots and i just remember the last shot i, I was like i better not do this like i was like fucking puking and shit <laughs> And I just said to myself, like, let's see what my what my human form can handle. And I did it. Yeah. And the next day, honestly, I puked and it felt so <laughs> I just remember just like like yelling, Oh God, I never did just cursing at myself. It was the worst pain I've ever felt. I puked Begging all for over forgiveness from the drunken gods. Dude. That's when I like stopped drinking. Like it was like fucking crazy. How old were you? When was this? How long ago? A couple of years ago. Yeah. Maybe two or three. It was the drunkest yeah. I've ever been in my life. In my fucking life. Where was it? In Toronto. Like it wasn't even at the trailer park or anything like that. Out and about? You're at a bar? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I can't let myself loose in Toronto the way I could at a trailer park with trees everywhere because i i don't know about you guys but i exclusively piss outside <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, hell yeah hell yeah and like i'm drunk and i'm pissing on i don't even find a corner i'm on queen street pissing all over like a fucking dress shop hammered and like you know it <laughs> So now I know who it is. I'm uh, yeah, right. <laughs> our door is right next to Prohibition, which has now gone bankrupt, which you used to work for as well. Yeah. And I would say like maybe I feel like every third weekend on a on a either a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning, I would smell a hinto piss in my in my like doorway where it's oh. really a drunk guy at like two thirty who just. <laughs> Every, well, every every doorway is a urinal when you're drunk. Just ripping it out, ripping it out, <laughs> dude. How, dude, sometimes if you get a nice windy day during a pee, you know, in the Olympics, the ribbon, you know that, you know what I'm saying? Where they dance with the ribbon? Yeah, but the baton with with ribbon. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. When my when the wind like hits my piss, it's fucking beautiful. It's breathtaking. It's, it reminds me just of the ribbon. In the Olympics, it's called the, it's the, the flapping foreskin of ribbon dance. Just entrances you, does it? Yeah, Dude, I believe that's hell yeah. Interpretive and, urine dance. Yeah, <laughs> and then the sun hits it and it glistens, and then I just That'll turn be, around and there's like eight homeless dudes and they hold up tens. It'll be the title of your biography: Al Lucy pissing in the wind. And is is your like that? Is urine a disinfectant? You might be doing society a favor by doing that. Not really. I've been treating it like it. Not really? No. <laughs> okay. Dude, as off. long as it's my pee on my hands, he's fine, baby. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
What's the verdict on that? Is urine like Purell or not? It's not. No, no. no. Oh. It's nothing like Purell. It's not even close. <laughs> and quite the contrary. In fact, I mean, it, urea is good for disinfecting wounds because it'll kill some bacteria, but it's not cleanly. I wouldn't advise you, like, douse yourself in it. All right. You heard it here first, audience members. We do so, not. Uh, Dousing yourself. In Drinking it. is off the table. <laughs> 39 nope, drunk and disinfected. <laughs> actually, drinking drinking is not as bad for you, to be honest. The I'm listening. The, stomach, the bacteria in your stomach can handle it. It's the bacteria in open wounds on your skin that has a problem sometimes. Anyway, wash your hands, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 say, they say that your, your alcohol application should be 60% alcohol so that makes me drink about 12 beers each time I sit down so I'm clearly cleansed and 70% there you alcohol. go there you go absolutely I'm the kind of guy that drinks 15 tall boys and then calls for a bottle of liquor from the dial of things so you know I get you yeah you know you got to read between the lines on these recommendations of how to stay safe during these absolutely why do you absolutely. think they left the, why that's why they left the liquor store open that's right you know? That's right. So we can all piss our own hand sanitizer. <laughs> thanks, right. thanks, Kyle. You brought that to our attention. So remember, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, if you're ever wondering how to keep yourself safe during a pandemic, just uh, drink a whole shitload of 40 proof and piss on yourself. Because... <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, um, that makes social distancing much, much easier. Yeah, especially at the Golden Shower level. You only got to stay one spray length away. That's why Trump doesn't understand what's going wrong with the world. You know, right. it's like normally nobody comes around him because he's he's in a pair of depends and he likes to pee on people. That's right. Now that I got Fantastic. us talking about piss here, I do sell bottles of it. I have about eight in my room. If anyone wants to buy it, I could strap my own label on it. Whatever you want, Nike. What's it go for? What are you thinking? Is it pay what you can, or you got premium I'll, pricing? What, what's the what's the price? Shut it out. I'll take six bucks for all of them. Six bucks, all the piss you can buy. The Kyle, yeah. the Kyle Lucy piss blowout. All right. So if you if you go to if you go to Kyle Lucy's website, which we'll be posting in our in our back in our background material here, you'll be able to buy yourself some real authentic piss jugs. Yeah. Six bucks for all of them. I mean, fuck, you might get a U-Haul full of piss jugs for six bucks. I mean, really, I'd pay the rent. We'll throw in a couple empty Kleenex boxes just for good measure. Yeah. And, okay. I'm actually going to go out on record right now and say that I think that I'm not going to do it myself, but if you're listening and you're on the fence right now about that $6 deal, I think it's actually a good investment given the economy right now, buying Kyle Lucy's piss. He's, he's an up and coming stand up comic. He's an up and coming act, not up and coming. He's a headlining stand up comic and he's an actor, been in a ton of stuff. And uh, he's like, if you go on Reddit, or if you go to uh, when society reopens, if you go to the Corner Comedy Club, he hosts the Renegade Show. That piss, if you just buy it, put it on a mantle, it'll be worth way more someday. That's like it'll one day be celebrity piss. Every piss jug ferment, comes with uh, like a heartfelt I love you note. <laughs> I don't know, man. I have my doubts. I don't think it. I don't think. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it values up like fine wine. You know. I think. I don't think it. <laughs> It gets better over time, or like it ages. You know, I think space is just pissing the jug from another crazy motherfucker that we had in our show, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with but, that, but I'm not fucking paying for it, y'all. I'm just not. 
Well, maybe theory. that should just be our thing. Maybe that's our 39DD thing is we get a piss sample of every every uh, guest <laughs> on here. You got you to gotta piss into an empty Corona bottle. What the hell is oh, this yeah. minority report? What are we, we're going to steal your genes. Just keep pissing in the jugs. And say, okay, Trav, that's a great idea. And guess what? You can send all of the urine to the show to Trevor. Because he's going to sort and catalog our urine collection for yeah. us, right? Yeah, we have a strict rule. The city of Bob's mouth. <laughs> yeah, because I'm mouth. totally, absolutely not going to be the piss cataloger. That's not happening. Do you guys know what a piss boy is? I already guys... worked at a fucking... Yeah, you know what a jizz mopper is? No. <laughs> yeah, okay. I've done that for a living, so fucking don't worry about what a piss boy is. There's a Dude. previous episode. If you scroll back to our catalog, one of the episodes has the word porn mops in it, and you can watch uh, and listen all about Bob's uh, porn mop story. Nice. Actually, it, it kind of applies to Chris. Tell him in a nutshell. It's important. Give a teaser to listeners right now so they can go back, find the porn mop episode. I can't wait to turn it into the uh, Okay, the, the no problem. Absolutely. So basically, as follows, if you work in a porn store, I've ever been to a porn store that has a fucking, uh, you know, private viewing booth in the back. Well, some poor, unfortunate fellow or lady or madam or zur or whatever eventually has to go back there and clean on everybody's happy hanky time. And happy hanky time basically means everyone's jizzed or squirted or fucking rubbed their shit all over everything and you got to mop it out. That's what a jizz mopper is. person that goes along in the porn theater and cleans it all the horrifying stalls. So there you go. <laughs> I'm viewing boots. Mm-mm-mm. Jizz mopping. It's amazing mm-hmm. that shit goes. Amazing. Dude, you ever get a bunch of jizz on the ground and just do a line of it? Be honest. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love my job! <laughs> <laughs> just like a huge puddle of jizz. Whoa! Who's this guy? I don't think anybody who ever jizz mopped ever even attempted to use the words, I love my job. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like like excluded from our vocabulary inherently by the nature of the work. It was like, nope. <laughs> job, I just can't love this job. Like, I just can't. Yeah, yeah it sounds it terrible. Just, there's an episode there you can check out. Oh, something else we got to touch on here. Um, you know, we're like Canadians, and we've been doing this whole Canadians and whatnot. And uh, we 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 recently applied for some 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 sponsorship help from from uh, CBC's grant community. So that's pretty exciting. We're in the we're in the real world of 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 looking for money, which is kind of funny in the COVID times. It's kind of like we're you know we're we're out there begging like everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just wanted to drop that for everyone else for some exciting news. We're it involved is very in exciting. And every creator should should be interested in the fact that we are such fucking geniuses that we deserve our own show. I mean, that's that's just the thing. So Yeah. Support us guys. Come on. Anyhow, yeah. Um do you have any audience questions floating out there for either our, our lovely guest Kyle Lucy or for our any one of our regular host of uh you know, syphilitic morons. Darth Vader, any questions? Ketchison, any questions? 
I got a question on the email. Kyle was like, can y'all break dance? Are you going to show us some break dancing skills, Kyle, or what, what was the deal? Yeah, I can break dance. You guys don't fucking see it or what? A little bit. <laughs> break it out. Can you show us I fucking certainly cannot break dance. Okay, check this. Okay, we're getting, we're getting, he's disappeared and he will uh, reappear. I think he just never came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just hear the car. Ah. <laughs> it should have made some noise to get back on the screen. You guys ready for me to break dance? Uh, yeah, born ready. Check this shit out, boy. <laughs> Oi, shit. Shit. Yeah, I think we all loved it. That was impressive. Uh, if you're just, if you're listening to this right now and you didn't see the visual, you got to flip over to Facebook uh, or uh, YouTube and watch the video on that one. That was, that's, yeah, you can't. You that do was, not no, want that to miss that. Skill, that was the kind of skills you only see on a show like this. That's video exclusive, and I'm pretty sure we saw Rogue Man's ass uh, pop into frame earlier. Pardon? In the episode. What? What do you mean? Oh, really? What are you talking about? My frame? Yeah, a little behind you. You had a little o OTS uh, lingo for over the shoulder. You had over the shoulder uh, a wedgie ass. I'm uh, that's I'm home alone right now. <laughs> Weird. You have a like a man ass ghost in. <laughs> yeah, he, has a, he has a sphincter a sphincter geist. Wait, what are you talking? What do you look like? Sphincter kind of geist. Shaggy hair. <laughs> Kind of skinny fat, not in shape, but not not out of shape. Like, oh, uh, that's impossible. That reminds me of my friend Jake, who died five years ago. Oh wow, mm. <laughs> we've come full circle. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe I just saw it. Maybe it was a glitch in the matrix, and I just see man wedge. No, no, we'll watch it back live later to prove that ghosts really exist. That's key. Right. I thought it was one of those Zoom backgrounds. You know, right. you could just I'm not I'm not anywhere near Madison Square Garden. This is just like option number four. Yeah, yeah I'm not actually in my basement. It's just actually a brothel in Taiwan. It's you know it's amazing what I can do. No, none of us none of us are, are at home on this call right now. It's like this is all bullshit, man. This is fake news, man. Like, That's right. We're we're here to deceive you, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I'm proud to be part of a false flag episode. You know, for helping we helping. Think they all are. What flag? Yeah, yeah. There's no flags here. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm just revolution. Just revolution. <laughs> I'm not worried about any of it because uh, the pandemic has not reached uh, intergalactic uh, levels. Uh, apparently, we're we're still safe on Endor. Death Star has zero cases reported as well, mm -hmm. so we're all good. Yeah, do you think Damn, the empire? Do you think the empire would report the fucking cases? Or just toss your ass into the energy matrix and watch you blow it into space? I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. The Emperor's a cold motherfucker, bro. Seriously, that man is serious. Yeah. That's right, that man's serious. He'd be like, I'm sorry. Do you think this is the code we're looking for? I don't know. Yeah. Just jettison a bunch of guys out into space? No problem. Yeah. We'll get bored. 6,000 masks to the 
dark <laughs> Give in to the virus. Give in. Darth Vader. We need 400 ventilators to planet Naboo. Accept <laughs> the vaccination. All right, well, Bill Gates and friends are ending the show tonight. That's fantastic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on one of these insane trips down the rabbit hole with my lunatic friends and myself. We love you guys. You're the best. Remember, support us on all of our fellow channels and look for our back catalog on YouTube because we're everywhere. We're everywhere. I mean, shit, probably tonight you'll be sitting in the bathroom taking a crap, thinking you're all alone, but I'll be there. Make sure, uh, follow us on all the platforms. Did you just say that? Um, maybe you just, I think I did, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Hit us up. Mostly Instagram. You know our platforms? Like, you know, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube. We're everywhere, man. I, I would, my recommendation, my recommendation, make sure to subscribe to YouTube. Have a podcast one so that when you're on the go, you can listen to the podcast. But most importantly, follow Bob on Instagram at 39DDShow. You get daily musings from Bob. You get to see Yeah, him that's the most raw. The that's day. the most raw. It's where you're most likely to see me break down and say something horribly inappropriate that'll get me arrested. It's probably where it'll happen. You can direct message Bob, too. And this is a guy who for a long time was a ghost. He had no social media presence. Like, the guy barely exists on paper, but somehow we have convinced him to operate our Instagram account from time to time. So yeah. please connect with no, him. No, it's actually really disturbing to me. It's disturbing. But I'm there for you, gentlemen. I'm there for you. And hit up uh, hit up Trey the Actor as well, at Laughing Vikings as well, and uh, Kyle yeah. Juicy. Yeah, at Kyle Juicy on Instagram. That's the best place to find you. Hell yeah, at Kyle Juicy on Instagram and on TikTok. I pretty much uh, am president and founder of Juice Nation Athletics. Uh, we welcome everyone, every juice head out there. If you ever want to get juicy, just give me a follow. Juice Nation, I like it. All right. Yeah, all the juice again, heads. Once again, with our with our... Our uh, Lucy Juicy, our guest Kyle Lucy, that was fantastic tonight. What a great episode, guys. May the fourth be with you. All of you nerds at home, remember, it was Endor. I called it. Enjoy space, <laughs> and we'll see you guys on the dark side. Peace out, man. Peace out, yo. Peace, yo.